Hey, good evening, everyone. It is Saturday, June, what, Joe? 24th. 24th, I've already forgotten. This is Ranger Rick here with best friend, bestie, Joe Batch. Joe Batch. Yes. Where are we tonight, Joe? Somewhere in Wyoming, middle of nowhere. But we have full <laughs> signal, so. Yeah. So for the first time in a week, we've had full signal, yet we're on BLM, uh, Bureau Land Management, near Fossil Butte. National Monument in Wyoming, southern, southwestern Wyoming. Uh, so, what's been the a while. latest? It's been a while <laughs> since our last update, yeah. I think the last update was Smith Falls. So. <laughs> Where we met Amy. Yeah. Um, and then there was Greg who told us about the rock pounding spot. Oh, the Toadstool. Oh, so, yeah. we've been to a few places since Toadstool. <laughs> Do you remember where? I think. After Toadstool, wasn't it the Roosevelt Park? I think you're right, because I, I kind of screwed up with the um, Black Hills in South Dakota. So we went to Roosevelt, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, or Theodore Roosevelt National Park there in North Dakota. There was actually a lot to do there. Um, we hiked a lot. A lot, yeah. Uh, was grateful to get to Montana, where we visited one of our friends in Billings, Montana. How did that go? It was super chill. I was like, you know, we played cards, you know. What did we out. play? Um, Skippo. Oh, Skippo and Euchre, yeah. So he taught us how to play Euchre. Um, so his he had broken his leg. Uh, Last year, the year before, it was his ankle. When, Shout out to Brian. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Uh, when we were supposed to go visit him then, it was his ankle. Uh, he was ranching on his parents' ranch out in Montana. And when the cows decided they weren't happy with him, and snap, there it went. So this time, uh, on our way to go visit, and his leg was broken, I'm like, Joe, I don't think he wants us to visit. I was like, I think we need to take the hint. I'm like, it, did, did he really break his leg? I'm like, what the hell? I was like, text him again. Let, let him know. Give him an out that, you know, we don't have to come see him something. And then he's like, well, my mom's take, here to take care of me. I was like, okay, we probably need a bail. And then it's like, you know, sometimes life goes that way. Uh, things just seem to go wrong. Have you ever experienced anything like that, Joe? Where it just seems like everything's stacked against you. I mean, sometimes, but I mean, usually if it's stacked against you, then you're not supposed to do it. But, like, I think you're thinking too much into it. Because, like, I didn't feel that way. Because, like, if Brian didn't want us to come, he would have been like, no, nah, don't come. Like, I'm not ready. Like, you know, whatever. But, like, I think I know, know him more than you do because he was my roommate. So I agree. And so I like what you said. So you said um, you didn't think that way and you know him. And you're absolutely right. Brian's personality, he would have said, hey, you know, don't come, now's not a good time, or, or something along those lines, where you said you, you haven't really experienced life stacking up against you. On the other hand, I personally, I feel like that a lot of the time, so that's the way I view the world around me. So that's something for me to continue to look at and dig uh, deeper, uh, because for me, when things like that happen, I feel like there are challenges um, or obstacles where something is being put in my way 
to try to prevent me um, from reaching a destination. And that may be some of my Southern Baptist upbringing and I going and placing too much thought into it instead of just moving forward. Um, but so after Brian, we went and we saw uh, Kelly and Peter in Red Lodge. Red Lodge. Yes. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Packing my bags now. I know, right? <laughs> uh, we both we both told Kelly and Peter the next morning. It's like we're moving in. Uh, they put us up for the night. Absolutely beautiful country. Uh, the backyard just filled. We saw deer the evening we got there. We saw deer the next morning, and we saw deer when we left that afternoon. Um, what did you think, Joe, when you looked out their backyard and you saw the mountains with snow still remaining in June? Any thoughts on that? I mean, it's practically a million-dollar view, so I mean... You know, people talk about selling sunset. You know, next show is probably going to be selling the view or selling the mountains or whatever, selling the Rockies. <laughs> and thank you to Kelly and Peter. Uh, I keep saying Kelly's name first because I've heard about, well, both she and her husband for years from my best friend Krista, uh, Krista's cousins of Kelly. And so Peter cooked this pasta. Uh, that night and we had red wine to go with it holy crap peter you are a phenomenal cook and i enjoyed hearing your stories about your scuba diving adventures and the finds that you had while out in asia uh, we talked a few hours of four of us that night i think it was mostly peter and myself <laughs> yep. we had all been drinking at dinner yep you said yep what are your thoughts on that joe yeah you like to talk a lot sometimes <laughs> As well, there was good food, good friends, and good wine. Good conversation. Yeah, it's hard to keep my mouth shut. Um, so, uh, yeah, we stayed in one of their rooms, the room that their kids fight over when they come back home to visit. And the bed, you crawled into the bed. It wasn't too soft, but you kind of, what, how would you describe that bed? I mean, compared to what we've been sleeping in, I would say it's heaven. <laughs> A million dollar slumber. Um, oh, excuse me. The fire, now the wind's changed and the smoke's blowing right at us. Um, yeah, you kind of melted in just a little bit. Not to the point where it was uncomfortable, but oh my God, an amazing sleep. And uh, Yeah, I didn't want to get up. No, I know. And uh, Peter and Kelly both told us that we could stay longer. I didn't want to overstay my welcome. You know how some people can be and... Um, they had told us multiple times, you know, stay, stay a while. Uh, we, they had family come in towards the end of the month for the fourth and the holiday and everything. And so, I mean, I could have stayed there a couple days. There's plenty of us stuff for us to do. Um, the different mountain hikes. Oh, tell everyone the story that we heard when their kids went, um, drove up one of the mountains to hike and left their vehicle behind. What happened? Like what? 30 marmots yeah eight wires they were under they the start yeah. it so they came back from their hike and when they did all these marmots these little rodent kind of like prairie dogs gopher type things go scattering running away from their vehicle and they're like oh that's cute well until they went to crank the vehicle and it wouldn't turn over so one of their sons i think it might have been jack opened the hood 
And they said that the marmot was holding the wires in both hands and then was just staring right at him. I effing started dying laughing. I was like, there's no way in hell this marmot was holding wires and looking at him. I was like, that sounds like National Lampoon Vacation or something with those freaking gophers and the fires getting right in my eyes. Or the smoking way. <laughs> so they showed us a picture and I'll be damned, there's a marmot in the engine. Many, many thousand dollars, thousands of dollars worth of damage. And the shop did not believe the story. So Peter had fun going to pick up that vehicle and all the guys came out. I was like, yeah, you've got to tell them the story, you know, what happened. So we learned real quick, when you see marmots, piss on the tires or something to try to keep those animals away. Because just like the little hitchhiker we had on our second stop that chewed up the napkins and the glove box. Or luckily that's all he chewed. Amen. Amen. So we check that damn box every day to make sure there's no mice or anything else making a nest in that glove box. What did we do after Red Lodge? Oh, we went, um, that's when we went to the hot springs. Oh yeah. Thermopolis. I can never say that word. Thermopolis. What was your favorite part of Thermopolis? Uh, probably relaxing in the hot springs. Oh, where were we, where did we stay? Fountain of Youth RV Park, I think it was. That's right. Yep. Uh, Fountain of Youth RV Park in Thermopolis. And that was one of those oopsie accidents. I didn't plan a camping night. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, let's just go to the hot spring. Well, the state park, uh, thank you, Wyoming, had no camping available. And it was very much children that ran that entire city. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, we were going to take a picture. What was that picture of? I don't remember. Tents. Oh, it was like a, you know, tents on campus. So, like, they're... It was a summer camp on campus. It was full of tents. Yeah, Um, we saw, like, two of those, though. Yeah, there was another location. Oh, there was Red Lodge, there was Thermopolis, and then there was a third location. Yeah. So, apparently, out here in the West course we're from the east coast um summer camp is literally that it's not necessarily cabins like you see in the movies um it's the students camping in tents outside of the school buildings and they were playing football it looked like maybe relay races and everything and it's amazing that like just the different culture type if you will across this country you know we're one nation but there are different cultures across the country different what what's the word i'm looking for um tradition so to speak so it was kind of cool but then it was aggravating as hell because some of those kids needed to be taken to the woodshed and had their ass beaten um they walk right in front of your car i mean they were they're worse than the prairie dogs that we've seen ever since we've gotten to montana (laughs) wyoming yeah (laughs) i wish i could talk like a prairie dog um Speaking of, there have been a few times on this trip we've both been prairie dogging. I don't think they want to hear about that. <laughs> Next topic. Speaking no, of prairie dogs no, and animals. No accidents, though. Not uh, yet. What little little animals have we run into pretty much everywhere on the West Coast we've been to so far? Well, middle. Middle America. Yeah. 
the worst. Uh, the uh, chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah. There's different sizes, different species, I suppose. Yeah. The so skinny far. bitches are like picky as hell. Oh I'm yeah. Like, that's why you're skinny. The <laughs> tiny skinny ones won't eat a damn thing we offer. They'll come up to you, literally look you in the eye, and roll their eyes and run off. Now the big fat ones, that is totally Dale. Nom nom nom. Will eat any damn thing you have in your hand, including what did one do to you? He bit my finger. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you ain't got nothing for me? Charlie bit me. Um, so that one we named Charlie. And we sent him to go see Jesus. Not really. No, Charlie's alive and well. Um, he, he might have diabetes, oh but God. he's alive. Um, so after Thermopolis, we went to... Where did we just leave today? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Park. How many nights were we there? Ugh, three. Why'd you go, ugh? It was exhausting. I mean, because like... No, whose fault was that? The weather. Oh, <laughs> I thought mine. Yes, exactly mine. So why was it exhausting? Because we walked 10 fucking miles, pardon my French, in one day. And like, now I feel fine, but literally I was dead for at least a day. Brit family? Yes. Pardon Joe's French. I'm sure you've heard mom and dad say it a couple times. I mean, but what what were you saying? Go ahead. I mean, the park is huge. So, I mean, three days up and wasn't enough. But, like, you would need to stay there, like, a month so you don't kill yourself trying to go do everything. So you said three days. Yes. Do you remember the mileage from the west side to the east side? So it's shaped similar to figure eight. The park roads with five or so, maybe six points of ingress, egress. Do you remember the mileage between the west part that's halfway through to the east part do you remember 12 miles exactly 12 miles that's just to get from one side of the park to the next the only road from one side to the next how many hours or how long did it take us yesterday evening to drive from the northernmost part of the park to the southern part where we stayed in grant village to try to get dinner because it was too late to cook yet again (laughs) Um, how long did that take us? Either it said like two or two and a half hours, but it felt like 10. Right. And that's without even stopping to see some of the views along the way. Now the northeastern part of the park, I will try to avoid driving in the future because that's all like the mountainous type passes. Um, then you had, you had dumbasses, uh, parked in the middle of the road. Yep. Taking pictures of the thousandth buffalo that they've had to have seen that day um, i've seen so many buffalo i'm kind of tired of them right now <laughs> i know right it's like oh another buffalo get the hell out of the way we've got to go right um, and i'm making me hungry <laughs> i know how many bison burgers have you eaten two or three yeah I and then and then bison two. um oh my god what's this beef jerky or like i guess it's called bison jerky i don't know yeah buffalo jerky so our, our, our server last night um she was a vegan at the which which one lake what, house restaurant lake house restaurant near grant village but she's like to each their own she's like she found it kind of humorous or um more like ironic or ironical that they were serving bison burgers when yellowstone is a huge preserve to save the bison but right and it's know, also supposedly a like a fish restaurant or like seafood restaurant Right, which but that like, I did not even realize. Well, you can't even pull anything up on the internet because the internet sucks there. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you go to Yellowstone, be Download prepared. the map. 
be prepared to not be able to text, call, um, or anything. Uh, you, it will say you have LTE, 5G, uh, 3G, and you still can't do jackrabbits. And I'm convinced that the service that's available in the villages are for the employees that work there. And it's probably like Delta hashtag, you know, thank you, Delta. Uh, you have to log in and then you actually have the full services available to you. Um, I came up with a couple business ideas, which I won't share on here because I've learned you do that. Someone else takes over. Thank you. Hashtag mom, Maureen Lovell. So um, maybe when this gets popular, we should worry about that. But right now, I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I don't. As a matter of fact, we are Joe. What are you drinking? As a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Speaking of. Is that the hot springs where one eyed buffalo what was it called? Oh, the, the first bison burger. Yeah. What brewery was that? The one eyed buffalo, right? Yeah, one eyed buffalo. Have a huge ass can of like 20 ounces, 24 ounces. It's 100 ounces. Bitch, I ain't that big. I no mean, comment. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sleeping with it tonight, so. So, yeah. So, Joe's drinking what kind of, it's a. It's a uh, brown, brown ale. ale. Yeah, it's like 9%, though. Yeah, 9%. And it's just like a giant, fat, tall boy. Um, I'm having a. Oh, it's dick. <laughs> um, oh, a thick boy? Okay. Uh. I'm having the Huckleberry Vodka with some ginger beer. So the Huckleberry Vodka we picked up in Yellowstone. Huckleberry is huge out here. And delicious. Pe yes. Peter and Kelly were telling us about that. I'm like, whatever. Uh, well, not whatever. Um, but like, okay, you know, you hear things and oh, holy crap, there's Huckleberry everything. Oh, as a matter of fact, we're supposed to be eating those Huckleberry chocolates. I'm not eating that tonight. I'll eat that tomorrow. We said we were going to do it on our next podcast. <laughs> Well, the only problem with that is, is it's way over there, and, and I'm way over here. here. Yep. <laughs> what was and your? It's, it's cold over there. You're right. It is not near as cold as oh, our fuck. second. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> we have to. I was miserable. So that's the low point. No pun intended. Um, Twenty-seven degrees. Twenty-seven degrees. Which felt like negative thirteen. So we probably got less than two hours of sleep each that night. Oh, I definitely got less than two hours. Uh, it was between miserable. heat of the blanket or turning on the heat of blanket. <laughs> Your battery like, going. Right. So it, for me, I wanted to pack it up and say screw it and head home. Um, what were your thoughts during that night? Do you I mean, remember? I wasn't ready to pack up and go home, but I was ready to pack up and go somewhere either warmer or a hotel. Okay. So I definitely thought about hotel. And I was like, shit, when we get to Alaska, we may need to do some hotels or something. Or like when we get to Prudho Bay, because when I looked at Alaska's average temperatures, by the time we get there, they're going to be low 70s. I mean, the highs are going to be the low 70s. The lows are going to be in the low 50s. I was like, oh, that's no problem. Well, that's the average for the state when I looked. I did not, my dumbass did not look at the average for Prudhoe Bay, which is the northern part of Alaska that you can actually drive to. Um, so as we have cell service over the next week or two before we get there, uh, I believe Navigator Joe will be uh, finding out what those temperatures are going to be like, and then we'll make um, decisions based on that. We do have two battery backups um, for the heated blanket uh, because... Shout out to Granny. Right. Thank you, Joe's Granny. Um, 
Rest in peace. We, what? I said rest in peace. Oh, that just, oh, yes. <laughs> well, let's, let's have a, a toast and sip to Granny. I bet you she's, a, see those stars up there? I bet she, she, if Jesus can turn water to wine, she drank with us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, was she a drinking woman? Maybe not in her late years, but I definitely have heard some stories of her younger years. Oh. <clears throat> My grandmother probably the same. And she's up there too. So, okay, so back to Yellowstone in the cold weather. Uh, yeah, that was miserable. But then the next day, we hiked 10 hours. 10 miles, not 10 Oh, hours. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Hours, miles, you know, what the hell. I they're, swear they're he's trying to kill me. If I disappear, you know where, you know who did it. Oh, so we saw Old Faithful erupt. How many times in that one day? I mean, technically twice, I guess. Yeah. It was, so, one was at night, so I didn't really see anything. One was in a, at night, and it was an accident. Is because we went to the um, Grand Geyser, or we actually we were walking along the basin, and we saw a sign for the Grand Geyser that said it was supposed to blow from between nine thirty and ten thirty p.m. that night. So we're continuing on because it's it's like seven at that point. We make our way back, and it's like oh, it's eight thirty. We can wait an hour, two at the most, and we can see the world's tallest geyser blow right in front of us. We met some cool people while we were there. That's true. Even though I did want to definitely kill you during that moment. What 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 moment? Why? Because it was fucking freeze. Sorry, it was freezing, <laughs> and we were just waiting, waiting, waiting for what three hours, something like that. And so then like, yeah. On this trip, we cuss like sailors. So for Joe, while we're doing this, <laughs> there's no Every filter. Has, yeah, hashtag no filter. So, um, I'm I'm trying to make an effort. Because I know my brother's family's listening. Sorry. Hey, it's a learning opportunity for their kids. Some people talk like that. Some don't. Sometimes we do. You know your audience. But just because I do doesn't mean that y'all can. So. Well, you heard it from Joe Betch's mouth himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we met Vlad from the Ukraine, who was traveling from Washington. Uh, so he was a solo traveler. Uh, we'll come back to him in a moment. And then we met um, a grandfather and father. And I use those terms because the younger son was not present. And we chit-chatted and he, the father was talking about how his brother... Do you remember which state he lived in? Nope. Nope. Okay. You I, were talking to most of the yeah, I was. Um, we were all waiting for this busy guys to blow. <laughs> it was about 10 o'clock by that time. The sun was setting. And we're like, this biatch is going to blow after the sun sets and we're not going to see it. We're just going to hear it. So he, the father was talking about how his brother would blow groundhogs away on his private personal farm. They are a huge nuisance. So totally got that. And uh, so we're trying to strike up conversation to pass the time uh, waiting on this damn thing to blow. And so then they end up leaving Oh, we saw an elk in, like, the dark shadows oh, or whatever. Too, yeah. yeah. So in the moonlight, as the sun was kind of setting, uh, you could see the steam from the different thermals rising. 
and in the distance there's an elk. So if anybody likes photography and wants to use their phone, Apple, you really need to step up your game because the iPhone's cameras suck. Samsung, kudos to y'all because y'all are so far ahead of the game. It could be better, but it's pretty nice. I'm bitter. But fortunately, <laughs> Joe has a Samsung and he can zoom in and he can see the craters on the effing moon iPhone, you try to zoom in and you see a huge light bulb, maybe covered in smog at best. So, bitterness over. Um, Vlad, what what did you think about Vlad? What? Oh, that's deja vu too. (laughs) This situation is deja vu. Okay, definitely not for me. I've never been on the Wyoming hill with a moon scratch my ass. I've never been anywhere over here. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So, the two, two um, parallel universes just collided momentarily for Joe. Yep. Uh, but Vlad, okay. So, you talked more with Vlad that evening. What were your thoughts of Vlad from Ukraine? I mean, he was interesting. I mean, he was 30-something and, like... He was 30, I think, yeah. Yeah. He, like, tried to have a conversation with us. So, like, I don't know what his, you know, game plan was. But we ended up, like, you know, letting him park in our campsite for the night. So he can, like, have somewhere to go instead of nowhere to go. Because apparently up there you can't do that. Oh, yeah. So um, before we met Vlad, there was, you thought it was a Persian couple, right? Mm-hmm. And they were taking selfies and everything. And they were a cute couple. And I happened to notice while we were waiting for the Grand Geyser, um, which we'll come back to him later. Uh, they were pointing in our direction. And of course, I'm thinking, what's going on? Uh, I think they were just pointing at the geyser. And the geyser? Geyser. Prob- geyser. geyser. Yeah. Uh, I finally learned that word. Have you? I don't know. You continue. I, li- to... I said it the right the first time that right. time. Usually that time, I say yeah. something else. <laughs> it's been comical. I've enjoyed it. I, we all learn, you know, no one knows it all. We learn things at different times in our Says lives. who? Not you. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> I know I don't know it all. Not really. But um, so they're pointing in our direction and this guy walks up and he just strikes up a conversation with us. And there's a guy all by himself. And of course, my radar grows off. Oh, my God. You know, this is a scam. Blah, blah, blah. And so we, we talked to him for over an hour and he was traveling. He was in his car He's been staying in his car traveling. and Which so, I'm sure was warmer than we were in the tent. Oh, my God. That night for sure. So me being the dumbass, like, I look for what I call divine appointments. There are specific times when you meet someone where it feels like it's more than just coincidence. And it may not. I'm, I may be putting more into it. But I've had some encounters where I believe there's something bigger than me behind the scenes. So I made the comment about hey, you, you can stay at our site or whatever. And then I look at Joe, I was like, well, that's if all, it's all right with you. And I realized I put you um, on the spot, which was not fair. So I'm, I'm going to be more aware in the future. What were your thoughts when I did that, though? When I put you on the spot like that? I mean, I didn't, I mean, I had like hesitant vibes about him, but like at the same time, I didn't feel, I didn't feel threatened. So, I mean, he's okay. like a nice guy 
time. And like obviously nothing happened because we're still here and like we have have all the stuff we came with. So. Right. Yes. So nothing negative happened. So he did follow us back to our site. It was a forty-five minute drive back from Old, Old Faithful to the Grant Village. There was road construction along the way, which this summer there's a bunch of road construction, so there's some delays. Uh, he, during one of the delays, he came running up because like right before he did this. We're stopped. I was like, dude, keep an eye on your windows. Make sure nobody runs up on us with a gun or anything. He comes running up on my side, and I start to panic. And I'm having to tell myself to calm down. I roll down the window. And he's like, how much further is it? I have to pee. I was like, uh, we all do. I was, and at that point, was it 11 minutes? or it's 11 minutes. Yeah. 11 minutes from the site. Okay. So we get there. And I told him, I was like, look, you know, my tent's big enough for four people to sit uh, sleep three very comfortably i think four could but you'd be shoulder to shoulder so we're joe and i are getting settled in and he pops up the ladder and he's like i'm not sleeping between y'all and it was at that moment you could see his eyes it's like oh shit these guys are gay or something um and i was like look i was like joe can move in the middle or i can move in the middle you know you can have the side whatever and he's like no i think i'm gonna sleep in my car i was like okay i was like if it gets too cold you're more than welcome to come up poor thing still probably thought it was like an invitation and um so he ended up not and he he left before we ended up getting up but he at least had a place that he could stay without the threat or the fear of being kicked out or you know awoken by a park ranger and um, told to move or something right so uh but we've met some cool people all along the way and then who was our favorite person that we've met that we met in Yellowstone Deborah and tell us about Deborah I mean I think y'all two probably vibe more than me but like I don't know she seems like a really sweet person she works there she's a teacher well she's a teacher full time and then like for the summer she's uh, working in Yellowstone yep so where did we meet Deborah that was hiking one of the falls, wasn't it? Uh, oh, crap. Yellowstone is so huge, y'all. Oh, my God. It's like 100 miles on the left and 100 miles on the right is what it feels like. You see signs throughout the park that says 47 miles to them. Like, 47 miles? What the hell? Um, so we were somewhere in Yellowstone, and we were hiking, and there was a waterfall somewhere in Yellowstone. Um Deborah, if you're listening to this. That was the day this, that we walked 10 miles. Yeah. Um, Deborah, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know exactly where this was. Um, but so she and I struck up a conversation because just in that moment for that day, I was like, this is where I want to be. When I get done with this trip, I don't know if I'll go back to IT. I've been my happiest. I've felt more alive, more content more filled with joy i've become a people person which which is strange because usually i'm a people person and i'm being introverted and he's being introverted my mom would say i'm not giving you the chance to talk i do try to make that effort though but yeah i mean that's okay i mean like I, i'll talk when i want to talk though but should we throw it another log on yes so um joe's gonna throw another log on the fire um i'll continue to run my mouth so uh, earlier in the evening, we cooked dinner on on the fire. Uh, we had 
carrots, potatoes, and hamburgers. Those turned out really well. If y'all don't hear from us after today, we died of food poisoning. But, oh, while he's doing this, the fire is still glowing different colors because he put in one of his little colorful packets. So, uh, Deborah and Yellowstone. So, yeah, De Deborah and I struck up a conversation. So, I was asking her. So, she introduced herself first, and she's like, she works there. And, or she asked us, somehow it came up where we were staying. We said Grant Village. And she actually worked at the general store in Grant Village. So, y'all, Yellowstone, huge, huge park, multiple villages. She happened to work in the general store in our village. Not a coincidence to me. How We just started talking. There were people all along the, he the hike. We didn't talk to anybody along the hike. But somehow with her, we did. So we started talking, and she, she shared the um, different um, means of being employed. Uh, not just Yellowstone, but other various parks. Some of the companies that operate it, because it's not the government-type um set up and everything it's it's private businesses and uh what oh, i'm trying to think joe what else there was there's so much discussed during that time she said that she was a teacher and that she was doing this during the summer it was like her summer job but she said it, it wasn't really a job it, she loved it 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 provided something that you can't get from everyday life otherwise so the next day we're hiking another part of Yellowstone, and we get to talk to a park ranger. So I, I learned some of the details about being a park ranger, and was very interested because, I, I mean, hell, it's Adventures of Ranger Rick and Adventures of Joe Betch. So, you know, I want to be a park ranger. So that was very interesting to learn that. Well, as we're leaving that, and I'm talking to Joe, I was like, you know, Joe, I believe in divine appointments. What are the odds to set another? I'll be damned if Deborah is not walking up as we're leaving. Yep. What went through your mind, Joe, when you saw Deborah day two? She's talking us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I wanted to cry. It's um, just a coincidence. I mean, things happen. They do. I mean, I mean things you, have to just You had happen, unfinished but... conversations. She mm -hmm. had unfinished conversations. So, like, whatever you... I, Made it connect. I don't know. We both, she had something she wanted to tell us. I had something I wanted to ask her. She had the opportunity to share that with us. And at the moment, I'm drawing a slight blank. Um, and then I wanted to ask, you know, what their work schedule was like. And some do 410. So she has three days off. I'm like, oh my God, sold. Um, you get to explore the park on your days off and this, that, and the other. Uh, so then. We told her we were leaving what turned out to be this morning. And we confirmed exactly where she worked. And I was like, we're going to come by and see you before we leave. And I, at that point, I asked her, I was like, are you a hugger? And I gave her a hug. I was, yeah, moved. I didn't cry, but I did inside. Uh, then the rest of the day, we're driving. And Hangry <laughs> Rick started poking out his head a little bit again. I think he was around all day long. Oh, ouch. Okay. Um, where did we go? Do you remember where we went, where I wanted to cry, but for different reasons? Mammoth. 
Mammoth, like, I don't know. No. Where the I, white... Like, I think it was Mammoth Springs. It's Mammoth something. That's it's where, where the, the hot springs. where the elephant back was. Yeah, so there's... They closed off the upper portion. So Which you could apparently might have been due to bears, so... Yeah. I think we well, people were eat. still in there, so we went hiking. Well, nobody went hiking where we did. And we then, one person. Well, yeah, we saw a father with his two children. No, we saw one other person coming the other direction. Oh, okay. Um, but we get down to the lower section... And I'm not like, even the lower section. Yeah. Before we get on the lower section, we're like, oh shit, this might be bear country. <laughs> right. But then after that, when we got to the terraces, I'm like, something's not right. Something That's is right. quite wrong. I was not about to sing a song. But um, when I was there seven or eight years ago, I had been telling Joe multiple times on this trip, there are three places in Yellowstone that made me cry. The Great Pris- Prismatic, the uh, Mammoth Terraces, and there's a third location in now I can't remember. I just remember I cried three times in Yellowstone. But uh, we get to Mammoth, and then we start realizing why the park, that part of the park was shut down, the upper part. The springs in most of it had stopped flowing, and so the pristine, icy, white coloring of these terraces were dry. They were gray. They looked lifeless. Well, they were lifeless. None of the bacteria could live. And the buffalo had trodden through a good part of it. And when I was there previously, I cried because of the sheer beauty of it. Never seen anything like that personally. And when we left there, I almost, I was on the point, I was choking up. I was almost on the point of crying because that can't be replaced. It was unique in the world. And because Yellowstone holds more than half of the geysers in the world. And uh, even though this was in the geysers, more of a spring, uh, that that can't be reproduced. And so I was extremely disappointed because I had hyped it up to Joe. There was a small section that was flowing. And then there's a small section that still remained that icy, white, pristine look. Um, So... Then the last night we slept fairly well, though. What was the low last night? Maybe 35. 35? Oh, yeah. 35 or 38. Can't remember the number. Yeah. 30s. It wasn't below freezing. So, uh, and then we got on the road and headed to Fossil Butte National Park, where we are boondocking tonight on um, Bureau Land Management areas. Yep. Where the fire going? Barely any street lights in the vicinity. It's very dark. The moon's almost halfway. The sun has almost completely sat, or maybe it really has sure completely it has. sat now. Yeah. So it's partly cloudy. It's about half of a moon. Yeah. I mean, my pants are still on, so it's half a moon only. And it's still on. You can see some of the stars. I can see the Big Dipper, which I point out every time. Yep see planes flying above we've seen some satellites on other nights and mm, potential some, satellites something aliens um, it's out of this world something yeah and then we've seen some uh meteors or comets or, or i guess not comets but like meteors breaking up in the atmosphere on other nights 
Or you thought the night that you blinded me with the Jeep lights and you were like, oh my yeah. God, look, oh I was my like, God, like, I'm Joe, up. look up. We, that was Smith Falls. I was like, Joe, look up, look up. I was like, oh my God, look up. And yeah. then I looked behind the Jeep and I had um, locked it and the, the lights were flashing right in Joe's face. He's, he's got his hand over his eyes trying to look past it. Poor Joe. I blinded him. He didn't see shit. It was phenomenal. Oh. I still think you see in shit. But no, I, I I saw because it was in the sky, probably a solid 10, 15 seconds. Drugs are bad. Stay in school. <laughs> but then we met we met somebody that talked about it at a different stop a few days later. They said that there was one that was supposed to um, pass oh past the Earth, so it may have been a portion of that that actually ended up burning up in the atmosphere. Or like a satellite falling. Something, yeah. Mm, whatever. Uh, so interesting to see because you can't see that that stuff in the sky in Raleigh. Right. I mean, you don't even see a tenth of what you see up here. Um. So what did we do today? Once we after, drove, yeah. drove. Well, I rode. Um. How long was a hike today? Distance-wise, three miles. Yeah. Uphill. <laughs> Thank God there was no snow and we weren't barefoot. Or snakes or animals. Oh, we were covered in ticks, though. I only got one tick this time, considering Smith Falls. Oh. Well, yeah. so I found at least two on me and felt like a dozen. Yeah, I found the one and squished it between two rocks. But uh, we were hiking along the way for the Fossil Butte. And... At one point, there is a sign that shows the background uh, where the guy, Hedenbed, or I'll have to look up his name, but he had been digging for it and he had blasted out above the layer and was digging for it. And it showed it on this map. And then they were talking about a quarry. And I'm like, wait a minute, if the quarry is down here and that's up there, I was like, some, there's some bullshit to this story because it sounded like it contradicted itself. Well, of course, you know, if Conspiracy Rick would just take a nap and not pop his head out and wait, uh, we got around the bend and what did we find, Al? There was the quarry up on the mountain. Exactly. So look, right up there, right at the Big Dipper, the, that, that's a white um, thing flying. So I think those are satellites because they're, they're all the same. That's the same exact speed as the other ones that are flying. At least that's what Sean Britt said. So, um, no, I still want to believe the aliens. I mean, that would be cooler, of course. Thanks, right. Elon. So we we see that the quarry's up in the actual hillside along these layers, clear, distinct layers of sedimentary type stone, and. There's the dark layer of stone, which is the organic rich. And organic rich, organic, there would be some kind of carbon type life, plant, animal, whatever. And then there's the plates below it that are organic low. <laughs> so, of course, me, I'm like, um, all the plates with the fossils I've ever seen were in this yellowish, faint orange stone. None of this gray stone crap. And I was complaining because once again, I thought they were trying to be deceitful so people wouldn't go digging. 
Well, then we get to another little plaque, and it actually states where if you look in the lighter organic low stone, you come across these thin little two to eight inch um, thin lines of dark gray. That's a fossil in the low organic stone, um, sandstone. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I expected. So, once again... I gotta learn not to get bent. But that hike is difficult at 42. I'm glad I'm doing this now because I'm I would there's no way I could do this when I retire. So Nope. I mean considering I know where my life is gonna be when I turn in sixties and seventies, this is probably the best. But like you, you that still being got, said you're like, 34 though. You still got ten years. I've got at least two years. So You've got 10 years. Wow. I mean, as far as being able to do stuff like this, we probably could do it up to 50 or so, but, Although you know. If we keep doing it, I think we'll be able to keep doing well, it. Well, and that is, that is definitely one of the keys. Um, so I'm glad that we're getting to do it now. And uh, then, so tomorrow we are going to least one dig site where we can dig for our own fossils. So I'm really glad we saw the plaques so we know what to look for. We have an idea. It won't hopefully it won't turn out like the emerald mine where <laughs> we, we find a place four emerald. hours or we dug we carried back half a mile. We sifted through the dirt for four hours. And then we finally like screw this. We go to the creek and I finally found a tiny emerald. But um so if we ever go back there, we know what to do. Skip the digging and go to the creek. Uh, or don't go at all. My well, <laughs> it'd be fun if we went with our friends. It's a two-hour drive. We make a camping weekend out of it. If we can rent a golf cart to drive those buckets back, sure. Oh, no. The whole bucket digging thing, there were no quartz veins with mica above and mica below the quartz. That's where you would find the emeralds. That was in that one pit that the guy had been digging for 13 years and was not accessible to anyone else. That was a scam type setup. I'm convinced. So Conspiracy Rick still rears his ugly head. All right. So as far as we've been, what's the top three things that you enjoy the best or most? Your friendship. That doesn't count. It does to me. Okay. So. Continue. Uh, I would still have to say the Great Prismatic Basin. So, Joe, I did not know there was an aerial view to take that picture from. It, you it looked to pretty new. Hike. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I just know I didn't get to do it last time. We got an aerial view. The sun was out. It was warm that day. So there was very little mist or steam because of the temperature difference. Perfect to take photos, except all the people up there. The next Which, day, uh, pause on real quick because, uh -huh. like, before COVID, so thank you, COVID. Before COVID, who got out in the world and experienced the, you know, the, the crap we have, and now literally everywhere you go, every park, every national park, state park is filled with people. It's great, but also it's horrible. <laughs> it, it it sucks when you're trying to find places and there's crowds. I mean, during COVID, I was thankful that people were re engaging in nature getting out and exploring because i think so many in this country 
had um, lost sight of that. And I think with COVID, it renewed that interest. Camper sales went through the roof. You couldn't find campers. You couldn't find camping spots after a year. Um, so that definitely has changed things. Um, so that would be my second thing. The great prismatic, the aerial view or the, the higher perspective view that I didn't know was available. Um, and then the third thing so far to date. I don't know. There's, there's just so much. It would have to be the other night when we finally had some downtime with a fire and we had some drinks. That's in Yellowstone, as a matter of fact. And then, like, right now, this evening, camping with a fire. We haven't gotten to do much of that. We've been so busy. Um, there's just so much to see and do and not enough time to really do it all. Um, Life is short. Yeah. So, to me, this is kind of like a fact-gathering mission going out, finding out what works, what doesn't work, where are some favorite places and maybe on future trips, friends, loved ones who others can go with and we can maybe take it a little bit slower. Um, now that we're more westernly, I think we're going to take it a little bit slower at some point, hoping so in Alaska. But what, what are your three favorite things? Well, let's see. I love food, so definitely the steaks that we had the other night that we marinated oh, in so the gel seasoning sauce, which is you know, you. brought to you by a recommendation from Patrick and James, so thank you. Um, and then two would probably definitely be the aerial view of the of the geyser. Was it the Grand Geyser? I can't remember which one. The Grand one was the one that did not blow. Ah. There was... Oh, and it was a whatever the colorful one the great prismatic yeah the great prismatic um and then third would probably be meeting new people that will probably become you know more long-term friends jenny and jason thank you you're right that would have to be a top three for me the people the few people that we have met so far uh danny and jason there's marcella at the same campground uh she sent us news clippings i asked her to she sent us news clippings where she was fighting on the Tennessee Capitol. I think it was Tennessee. Or Kentucky. I'll have to look now. Shoot. But um, fighting. Uh, and you know me. Well, those who know me. I was like, oh, yeah, you go, girl. Um, and then Deborah uh, at the park at Yellowstone. And I, I, I was thankful for meeting the park ranger. Well, two of them, actually. Yeah. Um, but... Deborah was the one that stood out. Deborah's we actually met three park rangers. Oh yeah, the one that looked like my cousin. Yeah, that was at oh that was at the geyser that exploded June 9th. and it erupts anywhere from every four days to every fifty years, or like between four days to fifty years, and it will erupt for forty five minutes. It, it you can hear it before it erupts, and then it can erupt up to two days with just steam after the water stops spewing so we missed it by 50 years i'm just kidding i know right <laughs> uh, but that park ranger reminded me of my cousin sarah wilson so i had to look at her name tag and it's like i'm so sorry i'm not trying to be rude i'm trying to look at your name tag it's like you look just like my cousin sarah but um yeah so all right now real quick 
last or the the three least favorites so far. Oh my god, Illinois, go yourself. No, just the state. I, I just was not thrilled with Starved Rock, um, the traffic, the people that drove there. It just was definitely one of the first things that came to mind. And for those of you that live in Illinois, no one I know at this point, um, I apologize. Maybe y'all could do better. Maybe I could be less of an asshole. I'm not sure which is going to actually happen, Neither. but I'll work on mine if you'll work on yours. And so that's one. Uh, the second least favorite. Just that I didn't plan some things as, as well as I would have liked, like South Dakota, the Black Hills, um, the Big Thunder Gold Mine, which was a tourist trap, and, you know, don't waste your money. Um, but at the same time, I didn't want to plan everything out and it'd be so scripted we didn't get these encounters. And then the third. Are you thinking of your three? Because you know I'm going to ask you. Yep. Do you know any of them? Yes. Go ahead. You you got one more to go. I know. I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to. So my my first and least favorite is freezing to death. Okay, so I honestly what I just start thinking of the the cold. Yeah. Um. Then my second would probably be screaming children mm. when they're when I would hope they wouldn't be screaming children. Well, so screaming children's inevitable. So the screaming children are the parents who don't do anything about it. Yeah. I Sorry. mean, it's, it's just screaming children. You're like, right. The regardless, regardless of the reasons, yeah, screaming children, and a then, nuisance. Let's see, what would be what would be the third? Um, well, while you think about the third, I want to speak on the screaming children thing. So, as someone without children, I realize I don't understand what it's like to have children. I don't understand what it's like to have children that misbehave either due to special needs or, you know, you, you discipline them and children sometimes are just going to be children. And it's like, in these moments, are these parents not disciplining their children or aren't they choosing their battles? Right now they're letting them run around scream because it's been a long day. It's been a long trip. They've done everything they can. It's like, they just throw their hands up, whatever. Um, For me, we were at Yellowstone waiting for it to blow, and these three kids kept walking in front of my camera as I'm trying to record things. I'm like, that's the first time I said it. I said, this geyser is children-operated. I said, they aren't, they aren't pulling levers. They aren't going in there and making sure the boiler's working. I said, you throw one of these little bastards in, and the volcano says thank you, and it erupts. I was like, y'all want to see another geyser? I was like, just go grab one of these screaming children and throw it in. They'll erupt. So did you think of your third thing yet? I would probably have to say early morning hangry talkative Rick. (laughs) Okay, so we've got less than five minutes left for this one. It's been 55 minutes. We get a warning. That's nice to know. This is new. Yeah. yeah. We haven't so reached we'll this. end it there because... Yeah. No, no, no. I've got one more thing to say. Okay. I'm not right. hangry in the morning. It's, we got to get up. We got to get packed. I'm not a morning person. I don't like, I don't sleep well. Why the 
am I doing all the work? Which is not Rude. the case. It's not. Joe's just a little bit slower than I am in the morning. And for my family, I know that's hard to believe because nobody's slower than me. So this is Ranger Rick and Long Legs Louise <laughs> signing off from the Fossil Butte National Monument here in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Boondocking it. Boondocking it. I'm, down, I'm prairie dogging it right now. Me too. Oh my God. I wanted to stop 20 minutes ago, but <laughs> peace, love, and happy trails, y'all. Or peace, love, and harmony. Bye.